I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal. This is your Peak Daily for Friday, September 24th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, a list of North America's best airports came out yesterday, and I've got a question for you. Where do you think our Toronto Pearson ranked? I think Pearson's pretty good, so I'm hopeful that we rank near the top in the middle. I don't know, you tell me. You're totally wrong. We were second last among North American mega airports, ranking only higher than Chicago O'Hare. And I'll be honest with you, I was a bit embarrassed by the whole thing. Yeah, I am too, because I actually think Pearson's pretty good. What's up with that? Well, you're right. The rankings were screwed up because a lot of the uniquely Canadian COVID precautions led to long lines at customs and bags piling up at the baggage check. And so it's not really a fair comparison between us and the other US airports. Brett, you know what else isn't a fair comparison? What, Jen? Vaccination rates. The U.S. is hovering around 55% now fully vaccinated adults, and we're just around 80%. So I guess we shouldn't feel too bad on this one. Yeah, I love when you dunk on your own country, Jay. <laughs> Brett, what do we have for Peak Palace today? For our first story, SNC is busted again. For our second story, D2L is going D2, the Toronto Stock Exchange. And for our last story, Stand Up Ventures is standing up a little taller. For our first story, Montreal's SNC-Lavalin is once again in hot water as the company and two of their former execs are being charged criminally for fraud and conspiracy by the RCMP. Brett, this sounds like deja vu all over again. Give me the rundown. Well, this isn't the first time SNC has been in the news. You're right about that. But before we get there, let's give some background on SNC. On their website, they say they're experts at mastering complexity. I have no idea what that means. What they really do is they specialize in bidding and executing on large government infrastructure projects. And they're a huge Canadian company that does this. They employ over 50,000 people and they're publicly traded on the TSX with a market cap of nearly $7 billion. It sounds like there's a butt coming, Brett. What's the butt? There is a butt. They're not new to trouble. SNC's track record includes corruption in Cambodia and Bangladesh, and perhaps more infamously, the funneling of money to Libyan government officials at a time when you didn't want to funnel government to Libyan government officials. This time, the government and two former vice presidents, Norman Morin and Kamal Francis, were charged in relation to paying bribes on a $128 million contract to refurbish Montreal's Cartier Bridge in 2002. And it looks like the RCMP has cracked the case on this one. So, Jay, why should Peak Pals care about this new SNC scandal? Well, it seems like they're experts at mastering defense attorney fees. But on the one hand, it does show that corruption can happen in Canada. But what's probably more disappointing is to see a Canadian company doing it to our own Canadian government. For our second story, Waterloo-based online learning company D2L is set to go public at a valuation of more than $1 billion. Jay, what do Peak Pals need to know about D2L? Okay, so D2L stands for Desire to Learn, and they're best known for Brightspace, an online learning platform used mainly by schools and universities. The company was founded in 99 by a third-year engineering student at Waterloo and raised $80 million in 2012. And here's why they're going public. Online learning took off during the pandemic. Schools everywhere suddenly needed software like Brightspace to continue actually functioning. So usage of D2L's platform spiked over 200% in the early months of the pandemic. But Brett, what can we learn from D2L? Online learning software is so hot right now, and other companies in the space like Coursera and Duolingo have gone public this year. So expect that D2L will do similarly well. Brett, for our last story, and it makes it three all-Canadian stories on the Peak Daily today, Toronto VC Fund Stand-Up Ventures raised $30 million to back women-led Canadian startups. What's the background on Stand-Up Ventures, Brett? Stand-Up Ventures is led by Michelle McBain, who raised her first $21.5 million fund 
after departing from Mars's investment accelerator fund. It's a lot of funds here, Jay, so you're going to have to keep up. The fund invests in high-growth startups with at least one female founder. To date, Stand Up Ventures has backed 15 companies, including Friend of the Peak, Bridget, Tealbook, and Sampler app. Now McBain is expanding the fund with a huge new $30 million fund that she's considering expanding to $35 million. The goal of the fund is to prove her thesis that women-founded businesses are often overlooked and underappreciated by the male-dominated VC space. So Brett, why should Peak Pals care about Stand Up Ventures? Because Canada needs more great female-founded startups and funds like Stand Up Ventures will provide the capital needed to support their growth. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, follow this podcast on your app of choice. Leave us a review, share it with a friend, tell your mom and dad. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And just to prove those silly rankings wrong on the airports, I'm going to book my next flight from Pearson through O'Hare, and I'm going to do it right now. Have a great day. Have a great day.